0: therefore shall make you free. He shall be free indeed. We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for May 6th, 2012. And today we're going to be covering just a, sort of a variety of different issues regarding just end time current events and a lot of the things that are going on right now. Uh, about a 15-page study we're looking at here. Probably anywhere from about three to four parts, I would would have to say. So, the first part is entitled, We are Preparing for Massive Civil War, says DHS Informant, meaning Department of Homeland Security. And I listened to this interview as well, and I'm just going to kind of hit the highlights of, of the actual interview. You can listen to it. I give you a link to listen to the interview if you'd like to do that. But in an interview on True News Radio, Wednesday, private investigator Doug Hagman said, high level reliable sources told him the US Department of Homeland Security is preparing for massive civil war in America. Folks, we're getting ready for one massive economic collapse, Hagman told True News host Rick Wiles. Quote, we have problems, the federal government is preparing for civil uprising, he said. So every time you hear about troop movements, every time you hear about movements of military equipment, the militarization of the police, the buying of ammunition, all of this, they, meaning the DHS, are preparing for a massive uprising. And, again, we've been reporting on this extensively in, really, past years, but lately it's really been ramping up. Uh, So... They're not doing all of the things they're doing within the government and the Department of Homeland Security for no reason. They're doing it because they are preparing for uh, some type of massive uprising. Hagman goes on to say that the sources tell him the concerns of the DHS stems from a collapse of the U.S. dollar. And the hyperinflation, a collapse in value of the world's primary reserve currency, implies to a nation of 311 million Americans who, for the significant portion of the population, is armed. Now again, I reported on this in the last teaching that I did uh, regarding looking at Greece, which according to inside sources already in receivership, And then looking at kind of a domino effect from Greece on, Greece to Italy to other, to when you see the euro collapsing, according to the sources I've seen, that the dollar will have about two weeks before it collapses. So, again, this is more kind of confirmation, and he's saying the hinge on which this door swings, essentially, is a collapse of the U.S. dollar and the hyperinflation that will ensue. Meaning... You could have a wheelbarrow full of money, and this has happened in in, other time periods in other countries, in Germany, Weimar Republic, and these types of places. So it's not like this is unprecedented. If a dollar goes to nothing, and everybody and so many people have their money even tied up, number one, you won't be able to get it out of the banks. You're not going to be able to get it out of a 401k or a mutual fund or bonds or or stock market or whatever. Most likely you you won't even be, be able to get to it anyway so it'll be absolutely worthless to you. If you can get to it and it's not worth very much, then you know, obviously you can see the implications with that. Again, one of the primary things that the New World Order has always wanted to do is to destroy the middle class, particularly of America. And this would be you know the ultimate way to finally accomplish that goal. So going further, uprisings in Greece, indeed a problem, but it is indeed a problem. But an uprising of armed Americans becomes a matter of serious national security. A point addressed in a recent report by the Pentagon and highlighted as a vulnerability and threat to the U.S. during war game exercises at the Department of, of Defense last year, according to the one of the DOD's war game participants, Jim. Rickards, author of Currency Wars, The Making of the Next Global Crisis. Through his sources, Hegman confirmed Rickards' ongoing thesis of a fear of a U.S. dollar collapse at the hands of the Chinese U.S. Treasury bondholders of approximately $1 trillion, and possibly the Russians threatening to launch a gold-backed ruble as an attractive alternative to the U.S. dollar in retaliation for aggressive U.S. foreign policy initiatives against China and Russia's strategic allies, Iran and Syria. So, I mean, America's created a lot of enemies, foreign, and you know they would love to see this happen as well. So, just some things to really be praying about, more than anything. Um, remember, the Bible says, The fear of man bringeth a snare. But the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, understanding, knowledge. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. So those are the things you want to think on. Uh, Ask the Lord for wisdom regarding these matters. So let's go further here. The the one source that that I've known since 1979, Hagman continued... Uh, He started out as a patrol officer and currently he is now working for a federal agency under the umbrella of the Department of Homeland Security. He is in a position to know what policies are being initiated, what policies are being planned at this point. And he is telling us right now, basically, quote, look, what you're seeing is just the tip of the iceberg. We are preparing, we meaning the government, we are preparing for a massive civil war in this country. Really, what they're preparing for is a massive bloodbath. You look at all the different types of ammo that's been ordered those hollow those four hundred and fifty million um, heavy duty hollow point rounds that are banned by you know the Geneva Convention, but they're legal here to use against their own citizens I mean you don't use hollow point rounds for target practice. <laughs> you use those to kill people so Five million was like five million um, uh, purchases of guns just last month alone in America. So Americans are getting armed to the teeth. And the government's getting armed to the teeth. We're on the verge of an economic collapse, pretty much with Greece starting out as the, as the first domino that's going to fall. The euro falls. within two weeks, the dollar most likely falls. And then you've got riding in the streets, you've got, you know, a total standstill most likely of the um, movement of food and water and these types of things to the grocery stores. Um, Gas would hyperinflate as well because if the dollar's not worth anything, it would take tons of it to even buy a gallon of gas. When gas hyperinflates, all of the other commodities goes through the roof as well. I mean, it's just common sense here. And... I don't mean to be Johnny Raincloud, but pretty much this is what we're looking at as far as the scenario goes of what we're facing here. And again, this isn't new thing. This isn't anything new that I'm reporting. I reported on this extensively. I even did a study a long time ago called "The Dollar's Decline All by Design." So going further. Uh, there's no hyperbo- hyperbole here, he added, echoing Trends Research Institute founder Gerald Salente's forecast of last year. Salente expects a collapse of the U.S. dollar and riots in America sometime this year. So again, it's just not me saying this. It's a lot of other people that are a whole lot smarter than me, and particularly smarter than me regarding economic issues. I mean, maybe like Salente, he's pretty much spent his whole, that's what he's focused on. That's, that's his niche guys like that, they pretty much, you know, they're focused on it. They obviously have their finger much more on the pulse of that particular situation. I'm more of a liaison. I'm more of kind of like a jack-of-all-trades trying to get you to the right information. So, since Salente's Civil War prediction of last year, executive orders NDAA and the National Defense Resources Preparedness were signed into law by President Obama, which are both politically damaging actions taken as a sitting president. And again, we see a lot of this in concert. Obama's totally out of control. Okay, I understand he's under the control of his handlers in the Illuminati. I, I, I'm well under, aware of that. But the legislation that is being ramrodded and railroaded through uh, the political process at this point, It's just unbelievable. It's like every day I'm seeing some new unbelievably draconian legislation that isn't being reported on. I mean, you're not going to hear about it on Rush Limbaugh or even Sean Hannity, or anything like that. It's just not going to happen. Or the news or or the paper. It's just not. But things are going on at a breakneck speed now to prepare for this very um, unfortunate eventuality that I see as being pretty much inevitable unless you know, the Lord were to mightily intervene in the matter. So let's go further here. Uh, and most recently, requests made by the DHS for the procurement of 450 million rounds of hollow-point ammunition, only fuel, fuel speculation of an upcoming tragic event expected on American soil. These major events, as shocking to the American people as they are, have taken place during an election year. Escalating preparatory activities by the executive branch. Now, again... I think the reason he brought this up, well, let let me read this next part and then I'll, I'll comment on this. Escalating preparatory activities by the executive branch and the DHS throughout the last decade from the Patriot Act to countless executive orders drafted to suspend or strip American civil liberties are just the beginning of the nightmare to come, Higman said. He added, quote, it's going to get so much worse toward the election, and I'm not sure we're going to have an election in this country. It's going to be that bad. And this, as well, is coming from my sources. But one source in particular said, look, you don't understand how bad it is. This stuff is real. These people, the Department of Homeland Security, are ready to fight the American people. Now, again, you would think, if this guy really wanted to be re-elected, Obama, why would he be doing all this stuff in an election year? Wouldn't he be playing, uh, playing nice on the election year to try to get everybody to forget about all the stuff he's done since he's been in office, you know, to kind of try to smooth things over. Well, if he knows that we're going to be going into martial law and suspending, you know, all civil liberties, and if this massive civil war is going to ensue, because once we go into martial law, he's in. I don't know if you're aware of that, but once we're in martial law, he doesn't have to go anywhere. There will be no election. He'll just be the dictator that he wants to be, that he already is, and there will be no electoral process to get him out of office. So, if he kind of already knew that ahead of time, and he's thinking, well, it really doesn't matter. I'm just going to go ahead with my plans because we're going to suspend elections anyway. It would make sense. If he was playing real nice and, and not doing a whole lot of the draconian stuff that he's doing right now, I would think, well, the elections will probably proceed as planned. But then again, the electoral process is a total joke and a farce anyway. It's all rigged. I mean, I, I've wondered over that numerous times in the past. How rigged totally is, particularly now with the electronic scam voting that they've got, uh, which, again, reported on that many, many times in the past. So let's go further here. True News, Wiles asked Hageman, who does the DHS expect to fight in particular? Another Is it another North versus South, the Yankees against the Confederates? Hegman stated, the situation is far worse than a struggle between any two factions within the U.S. It's an anticipated nationwide emergency event centered on the nation's currency. Now, again, maybe it will be that. Well, maybe it will be something like a global pandemic. Like... The H five N one bird flu. I mean they just I just saw the story today. They they you know how I've been telling you how they're going to actually release a skeleton version of basically how it was made, which is really smart. I mean it's good to put that in the hands of terrorists and, and, and you know, or to give that excuse at least, because that'll be the excuse when it does get released. Well, they've done it. It's already come out, and and they just released it. I just got two stories in today confirming that, that it has been released. Um, So, again, when they do stuff like that, you'd say, well, that's total insanity. Yeah, but if they want to point back to that and say, well, see, we kind of messed up here. We, we, We released the formulation on how to make the H5N1. Uh, bird flu, the kind that's transmissible from human to human airborne, which is the kind that you know has at least a 60-plus percent kill rate. Uh, if you don't believe it, go up to the internet, key in uh, Dr. Scott Johnson, and then just Avion. And as you're typing it in, it'll kind of do keyword searches. My presentation from the Prophecy Club I did from 06 is already up there. You can watch it. And I get into all that. The, the information is pretty much just as pertinent today. It's it's just that back then, they hadn't done this. They hadn't got to the point where they had released on, essentially, how to make it. They were saying, well, this is a eventuality, a, a something that we're trying to supposedly prevent. Now they've just come full circle and said, well, we created it in the laboratory, and we're going to tell you how to make it, how to brew it up, and maybe you can go home and release it yourself. I mean... You know, seems reasonable to me, but that's what they're doing. So there's one scenario right there, some type of global pandemic. Or then we have, I don't know, a nuclear event. Let's say Israel attacks Iran, okay, or America. And then we've got Russia and China and a lot of other countries against us. We have some type of global event. As I've said before, if that happens, there are many... um Muslim sources that have said that there are going to be all types of possibly dirty nuclear devices, uh, biological things released on American soil. They're already prepositioned in the American cities. They've been here for decades. These terrorist, quote, cells that have been here waiting for Vigo from uh, their higher-ups in the Muslim underworld and they could release that. That could be another scenario. Once that happens, we're in martial law. We could have the the currency collapse. We could have the pandemic. We could have all kind of uh, potential natural natural disasters. Uh, potential pole shift. Uh, I mean, you could go on and on and on with the scenarios. I mean, we're we're so on a razor's edge. <laughs> I, I, really, this world is on such a razor's edge right now. It's just amazing to me how. The Lord's not permitted it to happen up until this point. I really thought that this would have happened a long, long time ago. But the Lord, in His grace and mercy, has allowed us space and time, I believe, to um, not only repent, but to, repair, to prepare for what is coming. I'm just really praying that for my listeners in the body of Christ, that the Lord give us the wisdom and the discernment and the provision to pre-position us in a position of strength and not of weakness, for when these times come, and that when these things do happen, and because they are going to happen, it's just a matter of time, that we are not taken unawares. Uh, that we're not destroyed for lack of knowledge, like the Bible talks about in Hosea 4.6. And that he can use us mightily when these things happen. And that we're not like <laughs> the majority of people that call themselves Christians, who are going to be totally clueless When all this stuff starts going down, you know, and I haven't even, you know, there's a lot of other things that are going to happen in conjunction with this that I've also covered in previous teachings. So my biggest thing has been to try to prepare uh, my listeners and then they hopefully they can in turn go and help other people prepare for what's coming in whatever way God convicts you because it's not cookie cutter. It's not like God's going to tell all of us to do the exact same thing, Other pe- some people aren't in the same monetary position certain people are in. Um, certain people um, are in different parts of the world, different parts of the countries, and maybe some are going to stay put, maybe some are going to move. Maybe some are going to relocate to another country, maybe some aren't. Uh, it, it's going to be different, I believe, for really everybody. But the Lord always preserves a remnant, according to scripture. So, anyway... Um, Let's go back to this article here. So, let's see. The situation is far worse than a struggle between any two factions within the U.S. It's an anticipated nationwide emergency event centered on the nation's currency. Again, that's one scenario. That's the scenario they're predicting, economic. Again, it could be economic in conjunction with a whole lot of other stuff. You know, the World War Three scenario in the Middle East, which I've reported on a lot, that could be a big one. Uh, two what the dhs are expecting and again this is according to my sources and this is hagman speaking and what they're expecting is a unsustainability of the american dollar hagman said and we know for a fact that we can no longer service our debt well when you create money out of absolute thin air and you've done that essentially since 1913 when the federal reserve was formed eventually something's got to give You know, you just can't keep printing money out of thin air forever and just keep printing more and more money as things get worse and worse and worse and expect things... Of course, they're not. They're wanting this to happen. This is to bring about the new world order. This isn't something that they're not wanting to happen. This is something they've been licking their chops about and wanting to happen for literally decades. So, you know... This is why it is good, whatever you can do, however the Lord leads you to prepare food, water, these types of things, that we have a window of opportunity now, and as the Lord leads, and I know it's not the same for everybody, but it's good, you know, to do that. Um, the Bible says, the prudent man foreseeeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. And it talks about us, you know, looking at the ant to see what he actually does, where he stores up his his food for one season so he can have food for the next when there isn't food. And there's a lot of biblical things you can even look at regarding that. Now, I understand, it's not going to be the same for everybody. Um, God can take care of you no matter what situation you're in, but I'm just out here to kind of give you the big picture. So let's go further here. Uh, And we know for a fact that we can no longer service our debt. There's going to be a period of hyperinflation. Then the dollar will be worthless. The economic collapse will be so severe, people won't be ready for this. So, and again, I give you the actual link to the full interview. It's it's like, I think it's only an hour long. It's not super long. But there's an interview and there's a link to the actual... um, Website that came from. Next article leaked documents confirm prison camps within the United States. Uh, Leaked U.S. Army documents prepared for the Department of Defense contain shocking plans for political activists to be pacified by PSYOP officers, PSYOP meaning psychological operations, into developing an appreciation. Of U.S. policy, so so the, the psychological operation officers are going to take the political activists, people like you and I, and they're going to develop in us, in the concentration camps, a appreciation of U.S. policies. I would rather take a bullet in the head. I'm just telling you flat out that's where I'm at with this. Absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Okay, so I would think that would be a much better way to go potentially. Now I'm not saying God can't protect me. Okay, I'm just saying if I was in that scenario that to me would be preferable to going into a concentration camp and dealing with this which would be a long more longer protracted slow death essentially and that where they would try to break you you know like the Catholic inquisitors did to the 50 plus million people they slaughtered during the inquisitions so Anyway, developing an appreciation of U.S. policies while detained in prison camps inside the United States. And then this next article, yes, the re-education camp manual does apply domestically to U.S. citizens. There's a... um, Well, let me just go further with this article. A shocking U.S. Army manual that describes how political activists in prison camps will be indoctrinated by specially assigned psychological operations officers contains numerous clear references to the fact that the policies do apply domestically in the United States. Despite the fact that the manual is well over 300 pages long and would take hours to read properly within minutes of posting our story yesterday a minority of commentators were claiming that the policies outlined in the document only pertain to foreign combat operations and did not apply domestically to US citizens these are disinformation people essentially okay this is similar to the to the denial witness prior to the passage of the NDAA which some when some argued that the indefinite detention provisions did not apply to American citizens, despite numerous legal analysts asserting that they did. And President Barack Obama himself acknowledged they did when he signed the bill. Now, if you want to read this, there's a link here to read the full document entitled FM 3-39.40 Internment and Resettlement Operations. And there's actually in this article that i'm posting there's excerpts from the actual document itself and they even use the term psyop officer psychological operation officer which is pretty amazing but they do it and it's right here i, I give you the the uh, it's on page it be it looks like on page three to four of the pdf here for this teaching for uh May 6, 2012. The most alarming portion of the document appears on page 56 and makes it clear that the detention camps will have PSYOP teams whose responsibility will be to use, quote, indoctrination programs to reduce or remove antagonistic attitudes, end of quote, as well as targeting quote, political activists with such indoctrination programs to provide, quote, understanding and appreciation of the U.S. policies and actions. It's like a kinder, gentler Satan, you know? Kind of Satan's way of, of, of kind of trying to gloss over things and, and put it in nice, fluffy, light-hearted terms... Let's make one thing clear. The manual primarily deals with enemy combatants captured and detained in foreign prison camps run by the U.S. military. However, another thing that is just as clear from reading the manual in full is the fact that it also applies to citizens detained within the United States. Whether they be displaced citizens or civilian internees, in other words, citizens who are detained for, quote, security reasons, for protection, or because he or she committed an offense against the detaining power. First, firstly, throughout the manual, there are scores of references to how the U.S. Army would work together with DHS, ICE, and FEMA, see page 24, to implement the policies, quote, within the United States territory. In other words, this doesn't just apply to foreign detainees on foreign soil. Uh, And this is part of the civilian support operations in the aftermath of man-made disasters, accidents, terrorist attacks, and incidents in the U.S. and its territories. So there's a number of different scenarios where this could be enacted. Man-made disasters, accidents, terrorist acts. some of which I I would imagine this would also apply to a pandemic, obviously. Which, to me, I've always felt like the pandemic scenario would be the best way for them, quote, them, big brother, the globalists, the elitists, the illuminati, whatever you want to call them, the Zionist elite, whatever you want to call them, I've always felt like the pandemic scenario would be, from a satanic standpoint, the smartest way to do this. This is why I did that tour back in 06, on the avion flu. Why would you say that? Well, because, think about it, if they release some biological agent, let's say the H5N1, which has over a 60% kill rate, Now they could kill so many birds with one stone. More so than they could with just uh, collapsing the dollar, for instance, which is what we were talking about earlier. They could do it in conjunction with collapsing the dollar, which I think is the probable scenario. I mean, something like that could be the trigger to collapse the dollar. Imagine if you had World War III, a pandemic... Well, man-made disasters, and they can trigger all that stuff through HARP and all kind of other technologies that they've got to literally affect us psychologically. If you did all this at once, well, what is the motto of the, of the 33rd degree Freemason? Ordo, ordo ab cal, or order out of chaos. They're going to bring the new world order, gonna, they want to bring us out of the old world order the age of Pisces, into the new world order, the age of Aquarius. They're going to do that through order out of chaos, through shock and awe, through the Hegelian dialectic. That's how they're going to accomplish all of this. They're going to bring us into this new world order through those means, and the the more they can traumatize us, and the more people, particularly with a pandemic pandemic, a scenario like that where you've got some type of weaponized bird flu, well, they, what's one of the, the, the first commandment of the Georgia Guidestones of the Ten Commandments of the New World Order? Well, reduce world population to 500 million. You know, you're looking at almost a 95% reduction there, 90 to 95%. Well, that would kill possibly billions if they did it the right way now remember, during the 1918-1919 Spanish flu, the only people that died of the Spanish flu were the people that got inoculated or vaccinated. And again, watch my study that I did, it's online, you can go watch it. Um, I've also got the, just the PowerPoint presentation online as well that... um. If, it, if, if by chance the other one gets taken down, then you can find my PowerPoint presentation where you're not seeing me talk, but you're actually seeing the PowerPoints, which is just as good. So, if they were able to accomplish all of that, they could, they could was particularly with a bird flu scenario or some type of pandemic release, they're going to kill millions, potentially billions of people, which would accomplish the first, or partly the first commandment of the New World Order. They're going to be able to bring Order out of Chaos... People are going to be in a very vulnerable, weakened position. Everything's going to shut down. Trucks aren't going to run. Supermarkets are going to be empty. People are going to be mega, mega desperate, the ones that haven't prepared, the ones that don't have any food or water provisions and and things that they might need. Maybe they need their meds or whatever. And they're going to be desperate. All of these guns that everyone's buying, if that is the scenario they go with, Okay? The guns are going to be irrelevant because people are going to be desperate and they're going to go to the government and say, oh, I don't care. I'll turn in my guns. I really don't care. Whatever I got to do to survive. To me, from a satanic standpoint, that would be a whole lot smarter than starting a civil war with the Illuminati. Maybe they want to do that too. On top of it, I'm just saying, from a resistance standpoint, I believe they would have the least resistance. If they could implement the pandemic. It's my theory. I think it's going to definitely play a part in the coming end time scenario. How exactly it plays a part, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm some guru, prognosticator, or swami. But, you know, again, these are the things I've gotten to a lot in the past. And just kind of throwing them out there to refresh uh, your memory. So, let's see here. Uh, yeah, we've already covered that part. And again, what we're doing, every time I quote something, you'll actually see the actual excerpt of the document below it. So there's a lot of documentation here that you can read. The handling of displaced citizens. Now, that would be like, okay, let's say we had some New Madrid fault, okay, where a lot of uh, sources have predicted, like the Mississippi River widens to like, you know, some unbelievable width and there's all these people killed and all these people displaced from their homes or, or these types of scenarios. That would be a displaced citizen. Okay, The handling of DCs or displaced citizens is also a mission that may be performed in support of disaster relief or other emergencies within the United States or U.S. territories during civil support operations. States, page 33. Page 56 also states... That it is the responsibility of the PSYOP officer to control detainee and DC populations, meaning displaced civilians, during emergencies. I bet you they're going to be doling out the old meds, their version of the meds. And they're probably going to be offering up their version of the, old, good old vaccinations. You know? Uh, We got you in the camp now. We're going to give you our mandatory vaccination. Oh, you don't want the mandatory vaccination? Well we've got another room for you, you know. That's the way I see it kind of going down, most likely. Resettlement conducted as, I mean, because think about it. If you go into one of these camps, they've got you right where they want you. It's just like the TSA. When you go into the airport, they got you right where they want you. You know, okay, behind door one, you have the... TSA, Naked Body Pornographic Scanner that literally rips your DNA apart through the terahertz radiation, literally unzips it. And we've got a nice stored image of your naked body on file for future reference. Or behind door number two, you can go and get groped and patted down by one of our TSA perverts. And they can grope you and your family and your little children down and, and commit sexual, essentially what boils down to... Um, sexual molestation in the airport and all of this you paid money for. You're paying them money so that they can grope you down and commit one of the two atrocities or maybe they'll commit both because sometimes they do both. And you're paying money for this. It's like what I said about the IRS last time. When you when you pay money into that organization, you're literally funding your own destruction because of where that money goes to basically the Federal Reserve bankers and the International Monetary Fund and the elitists and the Illuminati and the globalists. Because none of it goes to running this country. Not one dime. And that was according to Reagan's Grace Commission. So these are just some things that, you know, just pointing out the obvious here. So let's go further here. Resettlement conducted as part of the civil support operations will always be conducted in support of another lead agency. Um, like FEMA or Homeland Security, states page 37. All these passages make it clear that the policies outlined on page 56 are also applicable within the U.S. territory as part of civil support operations conducted in partnership with domestic federal agencies like DHS and ICE. I believe that's immigration. Uh, anyway, the document also contains numerous references to U.S. citizens, Notably, on pages 13 and 41, page 13 notes how U.S. citizens will be confined separately from detainees, meaning they will be separated from foreign prisoners in the camps. Isn't that nice? On page 146 of the manual, we, we learn how prisoners in the camps are to be identified. And this is the excerpt from that. The prisoner's last name, first name, middle initial are placed on the first line of a name board, and the prisoner's social security number is placed on the second line. Last time I checked, the United States Social Security Administration was not responsible for handling, handing out social security numbers to Afghan people or Iraqi people, and, and meaning that people were disputing that this was, this. they were saying this was only for foreign detainees. Well, if that's the case, foreign detainees don't have a social security number. So this just proves that this is applicable to American citizens, and it's, It's proven in many parts of the document itself, and a lot of what we've already covered. These examples are just a handful of the plethora of information contained in the 320-page internment and resettlement documentation, which proves that the policies in the manual apply not only to foreign prisoners abroad, but also to American citizens within the United States. On top of this, we have the 2009 story about how the National Guard posted a number of job listings looking for, quote, internment resettlement specialists, Resettlement specialists to work in civilian internee camps within the United States. The time for denial is over. People spent weeks arguing over the indefinite detention provisions of the National Defense Authorization Act, ignoring assertions by stop top scholars and legal experts that the kidnapping provisions did did apply to U.S. citizens. It appears as though cognitive dissidents is causing some people to desperately search for any way of denying the shocking truth contained in these Army documents. In other words, you you get hit with this type of information, particularly like if this is the first time you were ever listening to this broadcast, and you're thinking, you just just tune out. You're just like, I don't care, I've heard enough, okay? Like, we're only, I don't know, we're like... 25 minutes into this, or no, about 35 minutes into this broadcast, and <laughs> at this point you're like in a fetal position on the floor thinking, who is this guy? I don't want to know any more of this information. I can't take it. In other words, it's almost like a uh, mental wall barrier goes up, and you're like, I don't care. I made a mistake subscribing to this guy, to the email list, to the audio. I don't want to hear any more of this this is too much for me to take, and, and again, this is what happens with this cognitive dissonance. They just—it's like a wall that goes up, but it's—it's it's not going to make it go away if you do that. Okay, I'm not doing this because I'm trying to be mean. I'm doing this because I'm trying to warn people, and so that they're not again destroyed for lack of knowledge. That they're not ignorant of Satan's devices. Why, lest he get an advantage of us? Second Corinthians two eleven. Okay, that's, that's my motivation. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Galatians 4.16 Most of the time, you tell somebody the truth, you will become their enemy. If they're living in a fantasy world, which most people are. doesn't mean we're better than anyone. Okay, It's not about being better. It's just about being, okay, are you living in reality? Or are you not living in reality? Most people aren't. Most people really couldn't handle the reality. But what's going to happen is, at some point, they're going to be caused... And forced to face the reality, and the reality is going to be so brutal that they're going to opt for door number two that the government's going to offer, and that's going to be, okay, here's our way out. Yes, we know it's really bad. And here's door number two, and this is what we're going to provide. And, you know ultimately that's going to be the mark of the beast, ultimately during the tribulation. That'll be the ultimate door number two. You know. Take the mark of the beast, you're done. There's no way you're going to get saved. There's no way out. That's what, according to what the Bible says. So, that's where this is all ultimately, ultimately heading from a control standpoint, the mark of the beast. So, let's go further here. Uh, let's see. This is particularly present, prevalent among, meaning this, denying the shocking truth containing these ar- army documents, and again, so many other things that we've reported on in the past. This is particularly prevalent among Democrats and liberals whose support for the cult of Barack Obama has blinded them to the fact that this administration is passing legislation, which in many cases is far more draconian than anything Bush has ever signed into law. I saw, you know, just yesterday, Barack you know, Obama or whatever went to uh, the University of uh, Ohio. And I mean, it looked like most of the stadium. Or wherever he was at, I mean it was like half filled at best. So a lot of a lot of people it does it, it appears as though a ton of people aren't as under his spell as they were, let's say four years ago, when, you know, they was he was the anointed one, the messiah, he could walk on water claiming all these garbage things this devil from the pit of hell, essentially, um, on two legs. Well, now he's had four years to implement all of this evil stuff, or almost four years, not quite, but people are seeing him for more what he is now. And again, in a way, that's kind of dangerous, because if he knows he's going to, let's say, even though the elections are rigged, he knows there's very very low support for what he's doing if they can pull off martial law before the elections and it appears as though they're getting more and more flagrant which would point to that scenario if he was like I said if he was playing real nice and trying to really be a good boy before the elections a quote good boy and really trying to earn your vote then I think well maybe these elections will actually take place even though the, the outcome is already pre, predetermined and rigged you've got Obama, and you've got Romney, Obama-lite, which is what he's being referred to, just kind of a different version of Obama. Well, I'd say, well, it's probably going to go down, but it's not. He's getting more flagrant. It's getting worse. So that would lead me to think that we're going to have some type of martial law scenario prior to the elections. Um, Again, can't say for sure. I'm just saying, what is the handwriting on the wall here? That's the way it looks to me and to a lot of other people. Again, these aren't things we should just wring our hands about. These are things that we should be praying about as well and you know, educating others. So let's go further here. Uh, take this comment, for example, from the Democratic Underground forum, linking to our article from yesterday. A writer, a user writes, "A friend of mine just posted, as he usually does, a ridiculous article from Infowars, and it's really uh, blanked me off to no end. I'm trying to find stuff to continually disprove this drivel." Now, listen, when you've got their own documents, it's not drivel. It's not lies. All you're doing is documenting. I mean, again, but then he goes on to say, but I'm probably wasting my time. Anyone able to help with this particular story? The individual does not even have the inclination to look, which is pretty typical. They don't even have the inclination to look at the source document to find out if the story is true. Again, this is just this wall that comes up. No, that's too much for me to handle. I want to stay in my own little dream fantasy world. So the wall comes up. It's garbage, I don't believe it, I don't care what you say, I'm going to live in my dream world. That's what's happening. They would rather just throw out ad hominem insults like ridiculous and drivel. Rather than being angry at the frightening language contained in the U.S. Army manual, the individual is angry at, in this case, InfoWars for reporting on it. Yes, the U.S. Army has really written a manual which details re-education camps. Yes, the manual does apply to U.S. citizens domestically. Denying these manifest provable facts will not make the threat go away. This is not an imaginary monster under your bed. So that was that article. Next article. Fukushima emitting massive radiation plumes. Reactor number four in bad state. World in huge trouble. And here, This is another scenario. In a recent U.S. congressional delegation trip to Japan, Oregon senator and this is a senator Ron Wyden observed with his own eyes the horrific consequences of the Fukushima Dashi nuclear reactor disaster. The Fukushima disaster has received scant reporting from the global mainstream media in recent months. Which is what they did with, you know, the Gulf oil spill, what they're still doing with the Gulf oil spill, because it's still leaking. Maybe not quite as bad as when they didn't cap it, but it's still leaking from all the fissure sites around it. This is what they do over and over and over again. They have some huge disaster They end up sweeping it under the rug, and then they just refuse to report on it. But the disaster keeps going. Well, Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So, and he's the the father of lies. So all of this plays into the fact that we are literally, truly under a satanic system here of repression of truth and propagation of lies. Uh, The Fukushima disaster has received scant reporting. The gravity of the damage was apparently so severe that he has now written a letter to Ichiro Fujisaki, the ambassador of Japan. Senator Wyden petitioned for more to be done and offered any additional support and assistance that might help contain and remedy the situation as soon as possible. It is not known what the Japanese government reaction to the letter was. Um, Christina Consolo, an award-winning biomedical photographer, and the host of Nuked Radio, claims that reactor number four has remained in such poor shape that even a very minor earthquake could easily level the building, dispersing the fuel from more than 1,500 unused fuel rods into the environment. And with reactor number four still filled with the highest levels of radioactive MOX, MOX, and other fuels, the consequences of this potential collapse could be far worse than anything that has happened thus far as a result of the earthquake and tsunami. Sitting at the top of reactor number four in a pool that is cracked, leaking, and precarious even without an earthquake are 1,565 fuel rods, give or take a few, some of them fresh fuel that was ready to go into the reactor on the morning of March 11th when the earthquake and the tsunami hit, writes the Consolo. If if they are MOX fuel containing 6% plutonium, and we're talking plutonium is the nastiest stuff there is just about. I mean, that stuff is... Beyond bad. If they are MOX fuel containing 6% plutonium, one fuel rod has the potential to kill 2.89 billion people. End of quote. Pretty bad news. And there was a show that they made a long time ago called The China Syndrome. And in that film, I'm not saying recommend it go out and see it, but it was like from, I don't know, 1979 or something like that. In that film, it was a very similar scenario. They, they 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 were right on the verge of having a nuclear meltdown at this point. And amazingly, I researched that show. Amazingly, two weeks after that show debuted, I believe it was in 1979, 1980, around there, we had Three Mile Island, where they actually had a meltdown a 3-mile island. 2 weeks later. After that show debuted. I don't know if that was like God's way of giving us a warning about the horrific potential. Interestingly enough. Now I know it was made in good old Hollywood the whole show. And and I'm not I'm not advocating the show. But the guy who was the producer of that show, interestingly enough, was a proclaimed Baptist, supposedly the guy that was, he was the director, he was the main director, didn't direct a lot, a ton of shows, but this particular show, they interviewed the people that played in the show, the China Syndrome. Now, what that, that term means, China Syndrome, is that when you have uh, these fuel rods, when they're not cooled and they start to go into meltdown, the thing of the China Syndrome, what that means is that when they go in a meltdown, they will literally melt right through the bottom of the containment vessel. And the whole theory is that they'll melt all the way through to China. You know how like they say if you dig a hole deep enough, you'll dig a hole all the way to China? Well, that's, the, that's where they get the term China Syndrome. Anyway, the guy that actually directed that show, the people that worked with him, the actors that were working with him on that show, said that every single day... In the morning and at night, they saw the guy on his knees praying to God that this show would be accurate in its representation of what this possible scenario was. Evidently, and and they, this guy directed other films and they had never seen him do this. So, this thing with the nuclear, it has just got so much potential to annihilate all of humanity. Now, from a biblical standpoint, I don't think that's going to happen. Okay? I mean... We're not going to get into total world annihilation before the tribulation starts. okay? Or revelation couldn't even take place, essentially. there be nobody on the planet. But it's just a very, very volatile thing when you have these fuel rods in these nuclear reactors. And the thing is, is, it's such a farce because there's so many technologies out there that have been repressed with the free energy, with Tesla technologies and these types of things. The people that come out with these or cars that can run off, you know, 300 miles off one gallon of gas, or cars that can run off water. All of these people that invent these devices either get assassinated or they are bought off. And then the technology, you know, big oil buys them off, big energy buys them off, and then you never hear about the technology ever again. It's done over and over and over again. So there's a massive... Why? Because they want to, the Illuminati wants to control every man, woman, child, human being. And if you can produce your own energy, or if you've got a way of being self-sufficient, then they can't control you. That's why they would want to do that. And with nuclear, (laughs) I'll tell you, the potential is horrific. And this is just one reactor we're talking about here. Reactor number four. So, also, I say that to pray. You can pray to God specifically about reactor number four. I pray when I see them spraying us like cockroaches in the chemtrails, I pray specifically that God would neutralize those poisons, that these planes would not be able to get off the ground in their efforts to destroy humanity, and the little children, and the baby. I mean, they're spraying it on everybody. Okay, I understand we're due for God's judgment in America. I mean, when you got probably around 60 million aborted babies and that innocent blood crying out from the land, I I understand that that's, you know... God's judgment as well. But, um, you know, I pray for the fear of God to be on these flight crews and, in, and, and, you know, if it be possible that their souls be saved, but that they're, they're not able to accomplish this wickedness that they're doing in the skies above us. That's just one way. And the, this is something that you could pray for as well, that the Lord would neutralize this situation, that, that, that this radiation would be... Um, contained, that it would be neutral. God, you know, with God all things are possible. The Bible says, God says, and Isaiah, call upon me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Okay, but it takes faith to believe that and, and it's a matter of praying, you know, obviously the Lord's will be done and having faith behind your prayer. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You know, So these are these are things to uh, think about. Anyway, so ending this article, it says, UN Ambassador Murata wrote to the UN Secretary General to say, now this is another guy, this is, a, this is a UN ambassador, wrote to the UN Secretary General to say, quote, no exaggeration, the fate of Japan and the world depends on Fukushima reactor number four. If that damaged reactor melts down and the fuel rods aren't contained, it could extinguish all light, life on the planet. Now, that's not going to happen from a biblical standpoint, but it is it is extremely volatile, as we've cited. Uh, the guy writing this article said we should all take proactive step, steps to protect ourselves from the radiation. That includes stockpiling. Now, this guy wasn't saved, but these are just some physical, practical things you can do. Stockpiling sulfur... Spirulina and potassium iodide, which are some things you can do, and I've give links to those respective things here. Also, in one of the teachings I did it was on six twenty six eleven, part three of the end time current event. I gave a laundry list of things for natural radiation remedies. I give you that link here. Should be on page six of the PDF for this teaching. So it's. Natural radiation remedies, okay, just free all, all a whole bunch of stuff i've compiled about this particular subject that some practical things that you can do as well, okay, next article human genes engineered in the GMO rice being grown in Kansas it's always fun when you engineer human genes into crops, you know it seems practical, and to me I mean I don't know about you unless you buy rice. Uh, that's cert- certified organic or comes specifically from a farm that tets, tests its rice crops for genetically modified traits, you could be eating rice tainted with actual human genes. The only known GMO with inbred human traits in cultivation today, a GM rice, meaning genetically modified, product made by a biotechnology company, Ventria Biosciences, currently being grown on a 3,200 acre parcel in Junction City, Kansas, and possibly elsewhere, and most people have no idea about it. And while this GM frankenfood rice with added human traits has never been approved for human consumption, it is now being cultivated in open fields where the potential for unrestrained contamination and spread of its unwanted dangerous GM traits is a virtual given. So they grow them in these big open fields, and oh, you know, hey, some rice spread to the next field then it starts to contaminate the other crops. Okay, that's how this all goes. And Monsanto loves this type of stuff as well. And they're the worst violators regarding this. So this truly is Satan's way of defiling everything God made in a pure state. God said it in the word, in the word of God that everything is to produce after its own kind. All this genetically modified garbage is Satan's way of throwing satanic monkey wrenches into the food supply. Cloning and genetically modifying things and and taking species of different animals and plants and combining them together. It's all an abomination from the pit of hell. I don't mean to sugarcoat things, but that's what it is. And you're taking something that God put here and he did it right the first time. And you're having the audacity to say, no, no, we can do it better than God. No, Satan knows exactly what he's doing. He's just trying to defile every bit of God's creation, just like he did in Genesis 6. Okay? When the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, they took them wise, all that they chose, and then they produced these inbred giants, or the Nephilim, the fallen ones, that roam the earth, and man's mind... Eventually came where it was only concerned on evil. Continually got so bad that it repented God that He had ever made man. It got so bad that God had to flood the whole earth and kill all of creation, save the animals on the ark and um, the eight people on the ark. Why? Because the seed had been so corrupted that God had to essentially hit the reset button and start over again. He had no choice. Wasn't because he was trying to be cruel. Everything had been corrupted. Most likely, I'm not saying that every single person had been at that point, but I think they had been corrupted morally, uh, spiritually, um, if not totally physically as well. At that point, that's why the Bible talks about Noah being, uh, I believe, um, perfect and upright. And that doesn't mean he was perfect and perfect in his generations. Doesn't mean he was perfect, um, like sinless, but. From a genetic standpoint, he had not been defiled. Well, again, we're going right back to Genesis 6 here. And Jesus Christ said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Before Jesus returns, and, you know, we're on the... From, from a time standpoint, you look at that, whether you believe in pre-, post-trip-, mid-trip, we're right on the cusp of Jesus coming back regarding, if you look at the big picture, okay, and as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Well, that's where we're at. So we should expect the same things that were going on in Noah's day to be happening in this day. And when you see all this GMO garbage, it's just further proof of that very same dynamic. Confirming the Bible. Most people, though, would say, well, I don't know how to explain this, and they, and they, they want to go away from these subjects. A lot of Christians, and they, they don't want to reconcile it with the Word of God. And, and it's easy to reconcile this with the word of God. Very, very easy. In fact, it confirms the word of God. It should be something that should strengthen our faith, not weaken it. We can't shy away from these issues. So, let's go further. I mean, you can shy away from them, but I don't advise it. Let's see here. Uh, While this GM rice with added human traits has never been approved for human consumption it is now being cultivated in open fields, since 2006... Ventria, this company, has been quietly cultivating rice that has been genetically modified with genes from the human liver. It's kind of like human liver rice. It's got that human liver taste. Hmm. Um, they've been doing that with the um, genes from the human liver for the purpose of taking artificial proteins produced by this Franken-rice and using them in pharmaceuticals. Oh, good. Well, this is a, a natural match made in hell. You're taking a rice, you're combining it with human liver genes, which is an abomination in the sight of God, and then you're using it with the pharmacia industry, the, which, where do we get the root word for pharmacia? Well, that's sorcery in the Bible. If you look at the word sorcery in the Bible, the root word for that is pharmacia. Hence, pharmaceuticals, pharmacy, pharmacist. Okay, you're dealing in that realm when you're in that realm. Okay, And I've done a whole teaching on this. Just key I don't know, pharmacy, pharmacia, sorcery, in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I did really several teachings, but that's the one I did a dedicated teaching on. So they're actually using this to make drugs. Sounds like something that I'd want to put in my body. I mean, where do I sign up? So, with the approval from the U.S. Department of Agriculture... Ventria, Ventria has taken one of the most widely cultivated grain crops in the world today and essentially turned it into a catalyst for producing new drugs. So yeah, it's uh, it's pretty much pretty much um, some serious abomination going on here. All right, let's. I'm going to go ahead and end part one here, and we're going to go to part two next and kind of continue on the same theme. So we'll see you in part two. God bless you. Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the internet at com. That's dot hcom Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson. Second line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202. Third line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.